Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest feist to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Hey everyone, I just wanted to thank everyone that takes the time to listen to this podcast each week. I want to thank the couple of people that have joined my Patreon. Soon I hope to start releasing bonus episodes there as well. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I ask that you find me on the different social media platforms and follow me there. On Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, it's Tree Talking Media. You can find me on Go Wild as Ben Sheets. As always, a rating and review are greatly appreciated as well. The main reason I wanted to do this intro is the first eight minutes of this podcast, there was an issue with the recording, and it only recorded on the left audio channel. After the eight-minute mark, we resolved the issue for the duration of the podcast. Hope you enjoy. I'm here tonight with Terrence Bailiff. Did I say that right? Yeah. And honestly, I've never talked to Terrence other than the other day. Um, I got his number from Ronnie. Now I'm going to probably butcher Ronnie's last name. It's Snedingrove? Snediger. Snediger. Okay. And uh, because I was interested in treeing Tennessee Brindles, and he gave me your phone number because he said that you not only squirrel and coon hunt, which is what most people that have drink Tennessee brindles do, but you also run yours on bear a little bit. Yeah. That's kind of what led me to talk to you and find out a little bit about your dogs. So how are you tonight? Yeah. I'm good. Good. I appreciate the opportunity to have this discussion with you. So how did you find out about treeing Tennessee brindles? When I was in the fifth grade, I had an elderly neighbor that had a pair and, uh, he got to take me squirrel hunting with him at the daytime and coon hunting some of the nighttime. And uh, they were really good dogs. Mm-hmm. They were real accurate coon dogs. We didn't have a big coon population here then. Yeah. But they they always come up with a couple coons. Mm-hmm. And they were real good squirrel dogs. And he was elderly. And he struggled finding the uh, squirrels, and he loved having my 10, 11-year-old eyes <laughs> yep. help him find the squirrels and shoot the squirrels out. And we had a big time. That's awesome. And those dogs were fantastic, and we hunted one season. And uh, before the next season rolled around, the gentleman passed away. And I don't know what happened to the dogs. I don't know where they went, but... Many years went by before I ever seen another one. Mm-hmm. I would uh, like it in, uh, you know, the different hound, cur dog publications. If I seen them mm-hmm. listed, litter for sale, I would reply to them, but they were always gone. <laughs> and Just then, yes, yeah, and then the Trent Tennessee Brandle Association started a web page which was real good okay because i was able to get in touch with the people that were breeding them mm-hmm. and my first one i got from a gentleman named frank burton gotcha he's since passed but uh he he raised a lot of top quality dogs uh in his time but he mm-hmm. had them things forever i'm guessing he had them 50 years oh, wow. that was that would be a real good guess. Well, um, I mean, before I get too deep in this, can you tell me a little bit more about the dogs that you hunted with as a kid? I mean, you said they were real accurate and everything, but anything else that really caught your eye about them that made you well, want to keep but, looking at them, looking at them throughout the years? I, what I like about them, and I see that see it in these dogs today, they were real friendly, happy dogs, good pets. Mm-hmm. But when you took them hunting, they were all business. Gotcha. And they hunted. They hunted to a way they handled great. Mm-hmm. And you know, we hunted smaller packages back then. And you know, he could he could get those dogs back to him anytime he wanted. Just the way that they minded him, mm-hmm. and the way they hustled. The style of it as a kid, you know, this impressed me a lot. I was raised with fur dogs. My father, he, he ran horseback shooting dog field trials and won a, a lot with him, won several national championships. But I always liked hunting dogs. I didn't care, you know, mm-hmm. 
if somebody had a pack of beagles and let me tag along as a kid, I'd joke. You know, just mm-hmm. watching hunting, watching hunting dogs work. You know, was right up my alley. But something about those dogs, though, they made an impression because I searched for them for at least thirty-five years before I ever got one. I'd say so. I mean, has to make a pretty big impression for you to search for one for that long. Right, right, and. Uh, you know, the first one I got from Frank Burton, I had real bad luck with it. It was a nat- real natural puppy. Mm-hmm. I had it treeing, you know, on uh, drags and stuff, three and a half months old. And it actually, you know, would tree a hot squirrel, three and a half months old. And I, I was real excited about him. And he, we had a r- hard rain come. And I didn't know it, but there was a nest of black widow spiders near my kennel. Mm. And the hard rain pushed those out of the ground and into my kennel. Yep. And all of my dogs got bit. Oh, my hounds, my bird dogs, they all got a little sick, but he didn't make it. Mm. Uh, he, he was too young. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. So that, that was a bad deal. Mm-hmm. And so I got a hold of Dr. Larry Sawyer in uh, Oregon, and he gifted me a real nice puppy. He put it on an airplane and put it to Knoxville, and I picked wow. it up, and uh, there we went. It, it was natural. It, it started, I started hunting him at four and a half months old, just quick as I got it, mm-hmm. and he would run and tree. He was not a stout tree dog, but he's a real good track dog. Gotcha. Uh, started him on coon. And then uh, put him on bear. He was a really good bear dog. He was the right size, you know, like 33 pounds. And could get through that rough country. Mm-hmm. And was smart enough to stay out of trouble with a mean bear. There you it go. Never had, <laughs> never <laughs> had no, That's never had a pet bill with him. Uh, yeah. But he was a nice dog. And he died young too. But uh, and then after that... <laughs> I did. I, I wanted them things too bad. And I've, it's been my experience. Don't ever want something too bad because you'll go through a lot getting it. You mm-hmm. know? Hey, Terrence, can I yeah. pause you for one second? Sorry to cut you off, but you're talking about the dog you got from Oregon. Yeah, he was a nice dog. I named him Cole. And, uh, you know, he started just instantly. The first night I took him coon hunting, he got treed by himself up a big den tree. But I actually seen the coon in the tree. And uh, I had a big Grand Night Champion blue tick hound that I was campaigning at the time. His name was uh, Jet Five Again, come from Ed Mead. Mm-hmm. I bought him, you know, as just, just a young dog from Ed. And uh, I ran that cold dog, the little tree in Brent, Tennessee tree in Brindle with him a lot. And he learned to run a track. Yeah, because though blue tick hound was solid, mm-hmm. and you know that I had a real advantage getting this dog going. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, my friends would tell me we'd be hunting. They'd say, "You understand that Cole does everything Jet does." <laughs> I'd say absolutely, and I'm very happy about that. Yep. You know, because <laughs> he's learning to do things the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was always straight. He never was junky, none of that. But he took the bear hunting just instantly, done a real good job about that. And, you know, these little dogs, one thing I do like about bear hunting them is you can run them all day, and when you're leading them out, you know, sometimes when we lead a dog out, it might take a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, get the truck. A whole lot of these big dogs, you know, they're shot. They act like they want to be turned loose. You know, these <laughs> three in Tennessee brindles, they just don't get tired. Yeah. With proper conditioning, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that they hold up really, really good. That's uh, good. But after the cold dog, um, I come in with one that I got from Don Bonset. He was almost five months old, and I have him now. He's, uh, 
he's a super grand squirrel champion. Wow. Grand show dog. But, uh, Out of curiosity, what registry did you uh, squirrel hunt him in? I've hunted him in UKC and NKC. Okay. And and in NKC, 1920, I think, or 19, I think uh, he finished third in the nation. Nice. And, and they're, you know, squirrel dog of the year points race. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, we, we, he, he's, he's always been a very dependable competition dog uh, from the time he's real young. I think he was nine months old when he won his first one. It's impressive. But he was, he's the type of dog he'd find a way to win instead of finding a way to lose, <laughs> uh, which is rare. Yeah. But he he just make it happen mm-hmm. uh, somehow some way. It's kind of like you know he knew what we needed to do. But uh, how old is he? He is seven now. Okay. So how? But I said, how long have you had trained Tennessee Brindles? You said you you know you had him when or you hunted with him when you were young, and you looked for him for a long time. So how long has it been about now? Uh, uh, about ten years. Okay. That's just a good guess. That's a, that's pretty close though. Mm-hmm about 10 years and you know the first ones that i had i didn't competition hunt them mm-hmm. but when when i come in with stud and started uh, squirrel hunting him i seen real quick he deserved the chance yeah and he made good on it That's you awesome. know he done his part mm-hmm. he done a whole lot of winning he's just a real nice dog friendly don't bother other dogs other dogs don't bother him now, so you said he's made a super grand cha- squirrel champion. Mm-hmm. Does he hunt kind of like a typical, I don't know, competition coonhound? And even a lot of the competition squirrel dogs now are getting to where they hunt like by themselves. They want to kind of be away from everything. He so, don't care. Okay. He, he's he's going to go hunting. And if dogs want to pack him, he's completely satisfied. Okay. If they don't want to pack him. You know, some cast I put him on, the dogs would always be by themselves, and other cast, you know, they'd most of the time tree together. Mm-hmm. But he, he, I think he's just always done his own thing. Gotcha. You know, he, when you turn him loose, he's going to go try to get treed. Mm-hmm. Now, he hunts as hard as he has to. See, I like that, if, though. You know, that, he, I don't want a dog that hunts super hard when when they don't need to. Right. If there's a squirrel within 50 yards of you, that's the one he's going to treat. Mm-hmm. But it's nice but to have a dog to go, that'll ha- that'll has a little bit of hunt and hustle for when the game's not moving. Right. And if he, if he has to, he'll go six, 700 yards to treat one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he never, he never hunts bigger than he needs to. Gotcha. Uh, Sounds like a real nice dog. We would, a friend of mine that's got, you know, world champions, a fast cool whip Eddie Odell he owns mm-hmm. the cool whip dog and, you know we we hunt together and I've I started stud with cool whip okay and, uh, cool whip was a you know he, he's cool whip's got a whole lot of age on him right now he's still a squirrel dog mm-hmm. but but when that son of a gun was from four to eleven or twelve he he was hard to handle. Some kind of powerful dog, you know. He 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 would get he would get treed and have it every time he turned him loose. But so I hunted stud with him a lot. We would go to a particular um, game land down middle south middle Tennessee. We call it AEDC, and it's on the Air Force Base. We'd okay. start hunting early in the morning. And we would be treeing squirrels real close, real close. And then when it got close to dinner time, we'd be walking 600 yards to them. <laughs> and yeah. when that started happening, we'd put them on the leash and get them out of there, go get something to eat, mm-hmm. come back, put them in front of the truck and road hunt them. There you go. And we we treat a lot of squirrels like that. Oh, and, then, and then as it got, you know, two thirty three, we go back just turn them loose, following them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always had them in real good shape because of that road hunting. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 
it'll get them in real good shape. You always have enough dogs. You're in a competition hunt, you know. <laughs> yep. If you're hunting, if you're hunting a dog on foot seven hours a day and road hunting too, you get to a two hour hunt. <laughs> oh yeah, two hour hunts nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, he's been fun. He started on squirrels. I sent him when I got him from Don. I bought him. They sent me a video of his grand hangout. Mm-hmm. And he's extremely hard tree dog, just a real good tree dog. Chop mouth? But, uh, yes. Uh, and I seen that video. I said, is he for sale? And they said, yeah. I said, how much? They told me the next day I had. They live in Indiana. And John Combs was going to London, Kentucky for work the next day. I went up there and got him. Come go. straight home and hunted him with a little fox dog that I had. Mm-hmm. He went hunting good, and when he seen squirrels, he treed. Nice. You know, like the little fox can see trees. Can't beat that. And he'd be checking that tree out, and if the squirrel went timber, he'd go bananas. Mm-hmm. You know, and cook tree real good. So I called Haney Hancock down in South Carolina. He's got a starting pen. Okay. Asked him would he, you know, work my dog, and he told me he's real good. He said, "Yeah, bring him on." I took him down there to him, and they were busy because they had a water leak, and they showed me their pen. And you know, I'd hunted this dog the day before, and he hunted. But when when we walked through that pen, he just kind of walked with us. And I told Haney, I said, "Haney, I hunted this dog yesterday, and he." Hunted, and I said, I know the trip down here didn't affect him because they yeah. brought me that dog halfway from Indiana, and I hauled him the other way and took him and he hunted. He said, don't worry about that. It's all these different smells, all these different dogs. said, you'll be hunting tomorrow. I said, okay. Well, I said, I'll let y'all fix this water leak, and I'll get out of your way. And when I got on the interstate, the first exit, I stopped to get gas. While I was getting gas, I heard my phone ringing. <laughs> Didn't it even take day. Oh, Haney, he said, did you get that video I sent you? I said, no, sir. I said, you send me a video? He's like, yeah, man, this joker done treed the squirrel and done it right. <laughs> said, He's a monster tree dog. He said, he done it right. He said, he blew up tree in there. So I asked my boy, he said, what is that? And he said, it's got to be that tree in Tennessee, Brendel, because ain't nothing. <laughs> and that pen sounds like that. Well, they went and had a video of it. Well, he only kept him like 10 days. <laughs> he called me up. It may have been a week, but he called me up and said, man, you need to come get this dog. And I'm like, well, hang out. I thought he was doing real good. He told me, he said, he is. said, he needs hunted now. Mm-hmm. He, he's done with his training pen. Yep. He, he does it all. said, he's ready. That's awesome. So, I went and got him. He told me to hunt that dog by himself till I knocked 10 squirrels out to him by himself. And he said, then you can hunt him any way you want to. Mm-hmm. But he told me, he said, he's a competition dog, and okay. he'll win. I said, okay. Well, the first day I hunted him by himself, it took a whole afternoon to get him two squirrels. I was by myself. Squirrels, the squirrels that he treed wasn't cooperating. Mm-hmm. And I finally... You know, tricked a couple to show themselves <laughs> to my side and got them shot down. And he loved that. The next day, I knocked him out. And I thought, <laughs> well, took a long time. there's his there's ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I continued to hunt him by himself for like four or five more trips. And then I got to hunt him with Eddie and the Cool Whip dog. And okay. We, we went on from there. And then when it comes time, Coon hunt him, he was seven months old. It was like I'd had him like two months. And me and my buddy goes coon hunting, and we tree a coon right off the bat. He he was interested in that tree, but he he, he wasn't sure, you know. He's yeah. like, what are we doing? And so uh, it's kill season. We tied the old dog's back. My buddy had a pup, and we uh, – was able to walk a coon down to the pup, and they snatched it off the side of the tree and had a real good battle. 
Mm-hmm. And the next tree we made, he blew the top out of it. Oh, and all sure. He knew what they was barking at. Yep. And the, the, with the bear all track, takes. Right. The bear track, starting him on this, first time I cut him on the hot bear track, we had a bear track, you know, found. And, you know, took the start dog out through there, and it was plenty hot enough to run. Mm-hmm. And so we cut a few hounds loose, and they're driving it. And uh, I turn him loose, and he runs maybe 20 minutes and come out. And uh, at this time, he's like, uh, I don't know, nine months old, something like that. Well, when he come out, I put him in the truck, drove around, intercepted that race, put him back in. And uh, he ran for two hours to the tree. And he was there at the tree tree. And then it, it was, uh, he was ready from then on. Yeah. Um, the third time I turned him loose, he was the first one treed on a bear, um, <laughs> which that really impressed me. With oh, I bet. Several, several dogs and we turn them loose and drive across the mountain park. You know, we're tracking them with the garments and we're hearing them. And I hear him. I hear him out front with that chop because that's all he's got. He don't have a ball in him. It's just a chop. Okay. And he pulls up tree and everything goes by. Hmm. And, and my buddy said, you are little about tree, thing." I said, yeah, he's tree. And uh, they said, well, he ain't right. And about one at a time, they all come back and trees with him. <laughs> and he, he had it. And I was a proud dog owner that day. Uh, now, as you're getting into that, brings up a lot of questions for me. Like, So you squirrel hunt and bear hunt the same dog. And coon hunt. Well, I understand coon hunt as well, but I was just, especially the squirrel. Like, when you're bear hunting, I don't know, are you ever, or vice versa, when you're squirrel hunting, are you concerned your dog's going to go take off on a bear track while you're squirrel hunting? or He treed one bear while we were squirrel hunting. Okay. One time he treed a cub while we were uh, squirrel hunting. And we were actually squirrel hunting the bear reserve. You know, you're not allowed to bear hunt it, but you can small game hunt it. Okay. And he jumped, he jumped up. Sound a couple cubs, and the first cub went up about two miles through that rough country. Well, you've been to Gatlinburg, you know what it We were in Del Rio, but it looks just like it, it's straight up and down. Yep, and he, he ran that about two miles, and Jeez. you know, I was able to get to him and get him off from it. But that's the only time I've had any issues with a bear when I wasn't purposely trying to run a bear. Okay. But, but now he he will tree daytime coons all the time. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I mean, I know plenty of guys that squirrel hunt and coon hunt, and that happens to them. Like I said, I, but there's also just a big difference between <laughs> treeing a coon in the, in the daytime and running two miles to tree a bear. Right, right. But now, when he took out after that bear, he wasn't 50 yards from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just ran there wasn't no calling. Wasn't no calling him out from him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, he was young. He wasn't tracking. He was running. He was running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was running. Wrecking running, you yeah. know. Uh, but as I can say that I've caught him treeing one squirrel of the night time. Okay. And I think it was a big fox squirrel. And he was treed by himself. None of my buddy's hounds would tree with him, and I go to him, and I'm a looking, and it hadn't been dark long at all, and I find a big old fox squirrel up there. Mm-hmm. I spit the lead on him, pad him, took him on, you know. Uh, I, I felt like, you know, the bill's going to come due if you do these things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just part of it, but it don't, it's never been an issue to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've never, I've never gotten a jam because uh, he's a, a multi-game dog. Yeah, and I really like that. that mm-hmm. You know, as high as it is 
sheep dogs and feed dogs and all that. If you've got a dog you can go squirrel hunting with your buddies and go win competition squirrel hunts and go coon hunting with your buddies and yeah. fur season come along, you throw that same dog in there, you get more bang for your buck. Oh, definitely. That's, I mean, I do a little bit of, I'm, I mainly coon hunt. I mean, I've got one dog I've been trying to squirrel hunt some and then a couple other dogs that I, I go down south and I bear hunt a little bit. Right. So I, I get exactly what you mean. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, I've, I've had good, a real good time with these dogs, mm-hmm. but uh, they're like everything else. So they don't all make good dogs. Yeah. But a good enough percentage of them do. Yeah. And there's some really, really nice ones out there. Not just mine. Oh yeah, um, there's some there's some really good Trin Tennessee Brindle dogs out there right now, but, and and these this younger generation, you know, for years we were dealing, we had the older guys that been raising these things for years, keeping us in puppies. Mm-hmm. Well, they started buying off on us, oh, and that's some of us happens. younger, yeah, some of us younger guys had to take it take the reins and, and we're doing all right you know we're doing we're, we're doing pretty good we're, we're producing some really nice quality dogs now are you a member of the breed association yes yes roughly do you know how many members are it has no I, i'm sorry but i can't t- i can't answer that just curious well i've been a member about 10 years from mm-hmm. when i got my first when i joined yeah. You know, and it's a good association. We have a couple good hunts every year, and uh, you know some get-togethers, and we're we're bringing these dogs back uh, because there at one time they wasn't. Any. No, I mean, and even there's not a lot now, but there's more. But we're bringing them back in a positive way. You know, we're we're raising dogs that that are good dogs. Yeah. Now it's even hard to find, you know, too much information about them. I mean, there's not a lot out there about them. I mean, and even in I get full cry, you know, most mm-hmm. cur breeds have at least an article in there. I mean, there's a couple breeds that have multiple articles in there. You know, different associations, just people talking about them, and and I'm not saying Tree and Tennessee Brindles never you never see anything, but there's not a regular monthly column about no. them. There used to be, and there needs to be one now. Mm-hmm. Um, Warren Nicholas, he passed away, but he lived in Oklahoma, and he had Trent Tennessee Brindles for years. He was from the Northeast. Okay. And uh, way up there, Massachusetts, I think. Okay. But he hunted fishers with them. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, he'd treat them fishers with them and sell the hides. Yeah. And then you know, his work took him to Oklahoma, and he was without some for a long time and then got back into it. And he, he was our president for a few times, but he always kept up an article in the uh, full crowd, mm-hmm. done, just done a lot for it. Uh, but unfortunately, he's passed away since then, too. Is that a, you volunteering? I mean, do I need to contact the, the association? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> no, I stay pretty busy. I've got my hands full. With, uh, you know, I've got bird dogs. I've got, uh, you know, hounds, these brindles, a fish, a sheep skeet, <laughs> take uh, bird hunting trips. Uh, I was vice president for several terms and all that. And, you know, I I just uh, I just don't have the spare time to. I understand to do that. Now, how many? Just movies, what's that? I said, just to be honest, what oh, was no. going to say? I understand. Um, so, how many train Tennessee brindles do you have now? Just two. So you're not some like big, big time breeder that you know has litters no. regularly by any by sounds of well. I had a really nice dog, female dog here um, that Brad Williams gave me. 
he told me, he said, this style cross good with stud. You take your race pups, all I want is female pups. I'm like, all right. That was a real good cross. Mm-hmm. And I think I raised four or five litters out of her, and they they all done real good. Mm-hmm. But she was older when I got her. And then, you know, when I first started breeding her, she would have seven or eight, nine puppies. And then she had four. And then when I went to breed her again, she come in heat. And I went to breed her. She didn't have any. Yeah. And I took her to the vet, and they said she's done, mm-hmm. you know. And she never even come in anymore after that. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, that's what I'm trying to breed. I will go a long time without raising a puppy if I don't have the right recipe. Mm-hmm. Nope, I understand. Now, this young female I got now, you know, if I can get her to come in, he, she's of age, you know, she's a pretty nice dog. But if I, if I can get her bred and I'll just retain the pups and see what they are, and if they're the right kind, then we'll go to putting them out. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want nobody to. I don't. Want, I don't want to put an average dog in nobody's hands. You know. I uh, understand that. Now, what are the? I mean, for for somebody that's never seen a tree in Tennessee brindle, can you describe your dog's size? You know, head, body shape, anything. You know, to give people an okay. idea what they kind of look okay. like. Um. Now, the stud dog. He's a real. Streamlined mate dog. Got some legs under him, deep chest, thin waist, big hips. He's black with some brindle in him. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're looking at him with your naked eye, you can see brindle, but a picture won't show it. Yeah. Um, he just looks black, but he's actually brindle. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he, what he looks like is a little fox. Okay. That's pretty much what he looks like. And a whole lot of people <laughs> that I bear hunt with, though he's seven years old, refer to him as Terrence's flock puppy. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and I got tired of correcting them, you know. <laughs> yep, that seven-year-old puppy. <laughs> yeah, that seven-year-old flock puppy. And I've had a lot of people, that, you know, that's never seen one. Show up, you know, to a squirrel hunt, and they said, "That's a plot. That's a plot." And I'm like, "Okay, you know, he's a registered tree in Tennessee Brindle, but he looks like a plot, you know." But uh, you know, they just people that's been around plots and haven't been around these, they will assume it's a plot. Mm-hmm. Um, now they they do tend to look a lot like plots. Yeah, everyone I ever had would pass for a little plot. Yeah, they. That's pretty much what they look like, but now they're smaller. Uh, do any do they come in any other color than brindle or black brindle? Yeah, there'll be there'll be some of them kind of buck skin with a little brindle. Okay, haven't seen a lot of them, uh, but most of them are brindle, mm-hmm. and they they got to have brindle in them to meet the the uh, breed standard. Gotcha. But I have I have seen um, some really nice buckskin that just had just a streak or two of brindle in them mm-hmm. that were real nice females. Um, guy by the name of Norm Akers got a light colored female. She's got brindle, you know, considerable amount of brindle, but at a distance you might pass her off as a buckskin. Yeah. But, but uh, she's all business. She's a top-notch dog. Nice. Uh, How would you describe the way they hunt by comparison to either a hound or a feist or a cur, like, or other cur breeds, you know, similar uh, well, different? Similar to a, uh, uh, similar to the other cur breeds okay. that I've hunted with, they hunt a little different than a feist. Okay. Because a feist dog, most of them, you know, a feist will win the squirrel. Mm-hmm. And a feist uses his ears real good, a yep. good one. But they use their eyes a lot. And these tree in Tennessee brindles, they tree a whole lot of squirrels that a good fox don't know there. Yeah. 
Um, you know, like you get to other trees, you don't see nothing. You go to shake and vines, boom, there's a squirrel. You know, mm-hmm. they use their nose a whole lot more. Yeah. Now, now some of these other cur breeds do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, use their nose. But I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, they use their eyes, but they use their nose more. And the five dogs that I've been around, they will tree with their nose, but they'll tree a whole lot more with their ears and eyes. Um, that cool whip dog here, a squirrel cutting a nut, you know, 150 yards, and he'd stop and listen and take and run straight to it and tree it. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, he just had that knack. And he also had this little trick that he'd do. He'd be. If he thought there's a squirrel somewhere, but he didn't know where he's at, he jumped straight up and down with his back level about five times and be a looking. And generally, <laughs> it'd make that squirrel move, and he might run 75 yards to sit down in the tree and have it, you know. Uh, but he'd, he'd taunt them. He, he was a, he's a different individual. He, used to have, he invented tricks, tree squirrels. <laughs> That's why he's the world champion. Yep. You know. Now are they uh are your treeing Tennessee brindles open on track or are they silent? Okay. On a bear, they're open. Okay. On a coon, they're tight mouth. Okay. Now when when the stud dog, whenever I started hunting him on coons, he opened a lot. Mm-hmm. And whenever I started him on squirrels, he parked a little on the ground, especially if he's chasing one. Mm-hmm. But he got out of that. He he'll never bark unless he's tree squirrel hunting. Uh, okay. You know, unless it timbers, you know, he might bark some as he's going after, you know, keeping up with it. Yeah. But the cold dog that I had, he ran. I never get squirrel hunt that dog, but I coon hunted him, bear hunted him, and he ran completely open. Gotcha. But now, like on, on a good coon track, you know, the, the stud dog that I've got now, he just barks here and there on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a bear, he can't help it. You know, he's going to bark. Now, the other ones that you've hunted with through the years, pretty much the similar to that, like open more on coon and bear, but. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Uh, and I have seen a handful of them that were, you know, would give quite a bit of mouth, you know, tracking a squirrel. Okay. And mine used to, but he got he grew out of it. You know, yep. I don't know what made him do it, but he did. And when I first started coon hunting that first year, he barked a whole lot more on track than what he does now. I've heard of people saying that their dogs seem to learn that if they mm-hmm. you know tighten up, they can. He won't sneak up on stuff. Yep. You know? they, Can't they, sneak they, up on them if he keeps making a racket. He trees a whole lot of layup coons. Mm-hmm. I'd be hunting, you know, with a bunch of hounds, and uh, you know, good hounds. We have a good time, and every time we go, he'll slam a layup coon. Be no track, no nothing. Just, mm-hmm. just a little locate and then tree. But when he does that, he's a hundred percent. You know, and he's got it. Yeah. Um, Are they like other curs? Kind of. You know, curs kind of tend to be hotter nosed, or would you say they've got a colder nose on them? Yeah, they got a they got a better nose than most. Okay, uh, they do that. They they got a nose, and the ones that, that's really been hunted, they learn to use that nose really good. Mm-hmm. They've been real easy to keep straight. You know, don't you don't have a whole lot of junk troubles out of them. Yeah, that's um, always good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, like when this dog was young, be squirrel hunting, deer hop up in front of him, he just watched him go, rabbits, all that. I've never had him to tree a possum. He might tree one tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm not yet, you know. Uh, he just hasn't been a junkie type of dog. Yeah. But he will run a bobcat. Well, hey, that's not a bad thing in my book. <laughs> no, we hunt for him if a if we get a fresh snow, we go looking for bobcat tracks. Yeah. Now, yeah. do you know any of the history of the breed? I mean, kind of what went into them or any of that? Well, 
I know they come from right around Cherokee, North Carolina. And uh, that's where they originated. This is what I believe. It's what I've been told. I'll put it that way. Uh, and the Cherokee Indians had them. And that's why the, if you drive through Oklahoma, you'll see them dogs everywhere. They won't be registered. Yeah. But that's what they took when the when the tribe of Indians walked the trail of tears to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That's what they took. That's the dogs they had. Yeah. And then, you know, people had them, but they never was registered. I don't think until like the early sixties. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, but when there at one time in the early sixties and seventies. There were a whole lot more of these dogs than there is now. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, just like everything, like we were talking at the beginning of this conversation about, you know, urban sprawl and everything. Right. People used and, to live in the country, used to have working dogs. It was it was normal. See, John Wick, he, he published several books, you know, about hunting with hounds and yep. stuff. and. I remember, you know, when I, long time ago, you know, 35 years ago or so, whenever I got that first book he wrote, Walking with Wit, he described all the hounds and cur types. Mm-hmm. And he described them trained Tennessee brindle dogs real well. Okay. And one thing he, he predicted way back then that that, should grow in popularity because of the because of the urban sprawl. Yep. You know the size of the dog, and uh, you know you can you can patch on them, and they handle getting them to handle is not a hard thing to do at all. That's yep. one thing I like about them. I don't, I don't I don't much like the hard headed dog. You know, I'm right uh, there with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most of us don't. You know? <laughs> But, you know, you'd think that that would boost this breed, but there for a long time, the numbers were so low that we really didn't have the exposure. I think that's still the problem. There's not the exposure. Well, that's one reason why, you know, I campaigned him into um, Supergram because he was always getting a little ink, you know, mm-hmm. to be in that, it being that, uh, Yep. Full Cry magazine that he won. You know, like the last 18 hunts I put him in, he won 17 of them. Wow. Uh, and the one that he didn't win, Eddie's young dog got a cool whip, Bestie, <laughs> on Friday. And then we went right back out hunting the other Saturday. And uh, my dog won that day. But uh, Can't win that, that, was, that was good <laughs> hunting right there. That was that was two uh, really good dogs that mm-hmm. put on a, a show, you yeah. know. And you know, we we drove back. We went up there together. It was in Indiana. We come back to Tennessee happy. He won one day. <laughs> I won the next. You know, yeah. we can't complain about that. Not you at know? all. Yeah, but but he had a really a really really good record of winning. Mm-hmm. And then you know, once he made Super Grand, I. I've not had any desire to competition. I think I always wanted to make one of them dogs a super great. Mm-hmm. So, now, have you ever uh, run him in any night hunts? I've just put him in some at the Tree and Tennessee Brindle Association. Mm-hmm. Put him in a couple there. And uh, I think he's got a couple seconds. Put him in two, and I think he got a second. Okay. Uh, but now, see, like, where I live, there's no hunts for him. Yeah. Night hunts for him. Yep. There's all kinds of squirrel hunts for him. Okay. But, but like, I'll, I'll live, you know, maybe 70 miles from Jamestown, Tennessee, where the mm-hmm. original Mountain Curve headquarters is. Yep. Now, the Trend Tennessee Brindle Association, when we put on a hunt, you can bring anything you want to it. Yeah. You know, if you got a fast dog, come on. If you got a mountain curve, come on. Mm-hmm. They don't see it that way. Yeah, I would go hunter hunter, but they uh, but they don't allow it. Mm-hmm. 
they're a registry in of themselves and instead of yeah. like you're saying the, the tree tennis yeah, and whole, are NKC, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're sanctioned hunts that the association puts on R N K C hunts. Yeah. But you know, I'm <clears throat> traveling around campaigning this dog, I've been with a bunch of really good mountain birds, oh, you I'm know. Sure. Uh, I wouldn't throw off on them. I've, I've, I've drawn out with some nice dogs. Mm-hmm. Now, there's definitely some nice ones out there, that's for sure. That's actually kind of how I got into the hunting with, with dogs in general, was with mountain curves pretty, primarily. Right. Right. And, you know, I like the good, and I don't care what brand, breed, color, uh, I like a good one. Definitely. I, I just like a good dog, you know, and it don't have to be mine. I appreciate seeing somebody else's dog do a good job, you know, uh-huh. every time because those stud, he made it a habit of winning. If you go expecting to win, you're going to get your feelings hurt. <laughs> um, yep. I didn't expect to. He just found a way to do it yep. most of the time, you know. Uh, he, he just somehow, some way, gets scored on a squirrel or two that he needed, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like he knew time was ticking down and he might be just a little behind. <laughs> Some dogs have we that knack. Yeah, and I've had a bunch of really good dogs that would find a way to loop. <laughs> uh, yep. You know. Sounds like my recent uh, night hunt experience. <laughs> my dog would be winning and all of a sudden he'd he'd find a reason to lose. Right. Now, I've had hounds that way. I've had bird dogs that way. And uh, all you got to do is keep doing what you're doing. You're in mm-hmm. top shape, you know. Yeah. But they find some way to mess it up. But now, I can honestly say, Stud never did know that trick. You know, if, <laughs> if he's going to do something, it's going to help him, you know. Yeah. Uh, he liked getting his picture made, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Sounds like a good one. I mean, that's for sure. So, yeah, know. he's been, he's been a pleasure. And I've always been proud to own him. Definitely need to get some more pups on the ground out of him. Reproduce that. That's the goal. That's the goal. Because he sounds like the type of dog that make most people happy. That's for sure. I mean, there's certain yeah. people that are that are dead set in their ways and on color, breed, style. Yeah. But, most people at the end of the day, they want to see game in a tree. That's exactly right. So um, he sounds like a good one for that. Yeah, he's always been a real good, a real good uh, dog about coming up with the game and yeah. having it. And uh, you're just a tremendous tree dog. I'll, uh, I'll send you a video of him treed when he was like seven months old. Uh, Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I, I, th- I think you'll appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he's not as loud as he was, and that's because I'm bear hunting him all that time. Yeah. You know, like, when you're coon hunting a dog, if they have to stay treated 20 minutes, that won't hurt him. Mm-hmm. You know, 20, 30 minutes might take you to get to him. When you're squirrel hunting a dog, they have to stay treated, you know, 10 minutes, that won't hurt him. But, you know, we have these dogs get deep in their mountains and it takes you three, four hours to get to them. Yep. That's hard on their mouth if they're mm-hmm. standing tree all that. Exactly. Uh, so he's, he's, he don't have the, he's still got the tree in him. He just don't <laughs> have the volume. Yep. And just like you said, you've had some other hounds. So it's not like you're a stranger. It's not like you just got into this and you've only had these dogs for a couple of years, even before you mean you, you mentioned you had that Grand Knight Blue Tick, but you said you've had plots and you've had all kinds of other dogs as well. Oh, you? yeah. I've, I've been in competition um, hounds since I was a teenager. Okay. Um, so you're definitely no stranger to this. Bird dogs. I've run bird dogs, you know, on the national level for 15 years and had a ball with that and had success with that. I'm just always like competing with dogs, you know. Uh, just, I guess a whole lot of that had to do with, you know, being a young kid 
watching my dad, you know, campaign them bird dogs. Gotcha. And, and he was fortunate enough to win, I think, 13 national championships with his dogs over the years. So, wow, it's impressive. You know, so I was you accustomed to, do the same. to good ones. I was accustomed to good ones, mm-hmm. you know. That that when I was a kid, come in with a hound. First thing my dad would ask me, "Is he good?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'd hear the same thing. Don't cost no more to feed a good one. It does one that ain't good. You exactly. know, uh, get a good one. You know, get, yep. come in with a good one. And if I, when I was a kid, my dad did not understand coon hunting. You know, <laughs> he did not. His bird dog man through and through. He understood all of that, but me and my buddies, you know, we like coon hunting. Yep. And, but if I come in with one and it do some winning, he'd pet that dog. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he he's like me. He appreciated a good one. You know, even though he didn't understand the coon hunting, he appreciated a good he, one. He did not understand the principle of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, you don't eat them, you know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, all hours of the night. You know, back when we didn't have tracking stuff. Oh yeah, they'd, they'd get away from us and all that. Boys, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would have got it before that either. Yeah, but you know, whenever when I'd come in with one that do a little winning, he'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess he's good at what he does." You know, I'm like, yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> that's awesome well i really appreciate you taking the time I don't, yeah don't it's been enjoyed it's been nice i so, appreciate the opportunity no i really appreciate you taking the time to do sit down with me i learned a lot about tree and tennessee brindles like i said I, other than seeing ronnie one time at a uh it was actually at a plot sectional one they had a bear bay event it was an mpha event mm-hmm. he brought these mm-hmm. dogs just kind of fellowship and show them off yeah. i guess and uh i met him there and then i messaging back and forth through Instagram a couple of times. So I don't really have much exposure to him and wanted to learn a little more. And he mentioned something about knowing somebody that ran some bear with him. So I was like, I want to talk to that guy. So he gave me, like I said, he, he's the one that gave me your number. So I definitely thank him. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he did. Well, you have a good evening. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at tree talking media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber.